0: And away we go. It is the BC BCJ podcast presented by the Holy Grail right here on bearcatjournal.com. If you're look, if you're not going to Fayetteville and you need a place to watch the game, you know where we're going to be. We'll be at the Holy Grail downtown at the banks. Stop on down. Might want to get there a little early. It's going to it's going to be a busy one. It's an incredible College football Saturday. Get down there, get your spot and make sure you're ready to watch the Bearcats take on Arkansas 3:30. Be there or be square. I will be there. I don't I guess Aaron's won't be there. He'll probably be in Arkansas or something along with Brent. Dave Dave doesn't come to these things. Uh so, bad luck no, it's bad luck you came to one and they lost right
1: Oh uh, yeah it T-
0: temple temple 2019 19 i don't 18, even remember. Maybe?
1: overtime i think
0: yeah no they lost yeah i remember oh. i was there tafs yep and, and you vowed in that moment that you would never come to one again
1: and they basically never lost since
0: yeah they haven't lost since <laughs> I was joking about that with Tony today. Uh, Tony and I did the the watch parties together, have done the watch parties together for two years at the Grail, and and they haven't lost. I'm like, you you can't not come tomorrow or Saturday, Tony. If you do and they lose, it's on Tony.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see, it's just never going to be my fault ever again.
0: All right, Dave, we uh, have a lot to get to.
1: Uh, Yeah, for for those that, you know, say our podcasts can go too long at times, you know, this one might not be for you. (laughs) We
0: we actually did, you know, kind of a a pre-show rundown of how we wanted this thing to go. And that was long. At least longer than our normal pre-show rundowns. Which
1: There's a lot going. On. Really I mean, yes, part of the reason is like we are waiting to do the season preview till now because we couldn't do it last week, so that would have taken up a big chunk of of content and time. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna cram it all into tonight, and we're gonna go, and we'll see what uh, what time this bad boy wraps up.
0: <laughs> I have radio tomorrow. Um, so let's get it done at least like, so I can get to bed at a reasonable hour.
1: Hey, you know, I'm on about that. Okay.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, let's, let's start. Uh, so we're going to talk Arkansas first preview Arkansas first. I know that's, you know, what a lot of people are, uh, are here for this week. Um, and then we're going to do our season preview where we go through and make predictions uh on all of the games and then we're gonna talk all the stuff that went down today most of the stuff that went down today uh we might save some of the rule stuff for aaron and i tonight on the nightcap just to to like remove something from here (laughs) that we can place somewhere else um so yeah let's uh let's get to it Uh, also on the youtube channel check out uh reagan yokum who's our new employee she has posted her first uh, two-minute warning, which is the name of her new show that's going to be uh, on all our social networks. Um, so make sure you check that out and uh, give Reagan Yokum a like and uh, and a follow on Twitter and Instagram and and all that good stuff. So welcome in Reagan. Uh, good to have your first piece up, and we are excited to have you. Uh, let's get this rolling, Dave. Yes. Arkansas is a top 25 team. They are. They are very good.
1: Uh, they, have a, I'll get into that.
0: they have a quality quarterback. They do. They have an offensive line that returns four starters. Correct. I like Sam Pittman as a coach. Seems I think like he's good very dude. good. Um, I think he is putting together something at Arkansas that's that's going to be a lot more... Um sustainable than some of the things that they have tried to do over the past couple years uh but they open up with the bearcats we've joked about luke fickle not being happy to have to do this how mad is sam Pittman? like
1: well he's got to be pretty mad because i mean our fans might not know this um but not only do they open up with uc they have an october trip to byu yeah. Who who scheduled that for them? Like, why why are you doing that? You have,
0: In the middle of SEC, like, what are you doing?
1: Why are you pl- – like, obviously, you see, you know, when this was scheduled, no one could have anticipated them coming off of a college football playoff trip. Uh, but, like, they, they were trending up. And then – so you do that, and then you also slam a game in Provo – Right in the middle of SEC season, like.
0: Well, I think from like from the UC perspective, I think the only thing that that you know Luke would potentially be upset about is just game one, right? Like, I don't think they mind uh, a game at Arkansas. I mean, you want a home and home, obviously, if you're Luke. but I'm talking specifically this year. The only thing that if you're a coach is kind of annoying is that you got to do it right out of the gate. But I don't think given the last year in the American and, and what you need to do to boost the schedule when you're at this level, I don't think there's any problem playing Arkansas or no, going I mean, to Arkansas, just doing it in week one. If you're Sam Pittman, you're looking at your athletic director going, what the hell are we doing?
1: I don't even have a problem with it. Like I have zero, Like I don't even know what the big problem would be from, from you. Just because slide. you're
0: replacing so much and you'd yeah, like to maybe get a game under your belt.
1: But two years ago, you weren't – when it was scheduled, what, in 2019 or 2018, something like that? Yeah. I'm just you, talking
0: about in the moment.
1: Yeah, like, you weren't going to the Big 12. You looked at a over-million-dollar payday. Like, I don't know what – like, what would be a more ideal first? Like, yes, they might lose. And if you're just looking at it black and white, like, do they win, do they lose? Sure, you could play a whole bunch of teams and just get a W. Right. But, like, you know – I mean, it's it's not like they're going to Ohio State or going to Georgia or Alabama. I'm just saying, you know how
0: coaches think. They hate having these games week one. I know. I I I think it's good. I I don't you know. You Whatever. also don't have five million dollars on the line every year.
1: Oh, we're gonna just—he's just like lose this game. No. We're gonna go like four no, and eight. but
0: you know, <laughs> you know, you know how coaching works. Uh, real quick, Joffrey, I hope you feel better, bud. I hate to hear that.
1: Hello, everybody. Hi,
0: Thank you, Steven. Uh, have a great stream tonight. Uh that's right, Daniel. It's game game week. week. Let's ride, baby. Uh, I did review the sauce sauce today. How was it? Um, so at first it's kind of eh, okay. So, like everything else it'd be dubs? But it's got kind of a lingering heat to it that after you eat like the second or third one, you're like, "Oh, okay." There's the there's a the little umph to it.
1: Yeah. So um, what so, you're saying is I should get naked wings from roosters and put some sauce sauce on
0: it. Probably, uh, but it, it it had it was good. I gave it like a, a mid to high seven.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm the straight up hot guy.
0: Yeah. So, so. I mean, I like I think the the thing with it is. I don't think necessarily that I would, um, like, order it right away, but what?
1: <laughs> that never fails. Eight o'clock. Yeah. It's, not, o'clock, like this, just, it's not like this is new.
0: It's it is my wife. It's not even the kid. <laughs> She's just <laughs> standing on the other side of the monitor.
1: Only been doing yeah. this specific podcast for like four years
0: she couldn't come in to get something off my desk five minutes ago <laughs> Jeez. and then like like i'm not supposed to react like i'm just supposed to keep talking as if she's not just standing there on the other side of the monitor uh Kelly taylor said hello there you go taylor um so but yeah it was you know it's not something like when i i'm not like two days from now i'm not going to be like i gotta go get some go get
1: some more right
0: but it will be like depending on how long they have it yeah i'd order it right well they said it was limited edition so limited Uh, run so i mean i
1: would like to try it i just i'm not a huge fan of everything they provide you know have in general especially their wings they're like Tiny baby chicken wings. No, there. these
0: were actually the one in Kenwood. The wings were huge. Oh, I was, maybe
1: they maybe they upped their game. Since I was shocked. Like it I've was, it was.
0: They were meaty. They were big meaty wings. I was like, huh? They don't do these at the ones in Northern Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the one in Kenwood was was pretty quality. And it said my order was going to be done in thirty minutes. It was done in like twelve. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, I'm willing to try it once. I mean, support the support the sauce man.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Um, Crib Keeper, how you doing? Hello, Holly. Welcome to the show. Uh, most likely on day five or six of symptoms. Just, yeah. Uh, well, I hope you're feeling better, bud. Um burn it all down. How you doing? <laughs> and uh hot garlic, Joffrey says. It's um well, Carolina Gold is the my favorite wing sauce. Like I'm a Carolina Gold guy, um, and especially at places like Wild Mike's and Nuckin' and Futs, uh, where you can get any level of heat that you want. You pick the sauce, and then you also pick the level of heat. So that's where we're at. All right, back to Arkansas. I'm sorry,
1: Arkansas. Just wanted to get the
0: chat. I didn't want to get too behind.
1: Well, the hey, chat. there. Tonight is a night like if you really want us to. to You're going to have to pay, pay attention to the talk chat you're gonna to have to pay up
0: yeah i <laughs> wanted to get that into and also while you're here like and subscribe if you if you haven't done that yet what the hell are you waiting on uh but if you're new like and subscribe okay back to arkansas sorry arkansas that was, that's the, all Hawks. the Hawks.
1: where do you want me to start i got a lot of notes for this one
0: um i mean let's let's start with quarterback let's start with offense let's start with uh what what does cincinnati do need to do to slow down a, a Bryles offense led by a six foot four, two hundred and forty pound quarterback.
1: Yeah, KJ Jefferson, you know, four interceptions on almost three hundred attempts, sixty seven percent on his passes, which is pretty darn good for a you know that Dual type threat. of an offense. Six hundred and sixty rushing yards last year, six touchdowns total real deal, you know, was their leading rusher in three games, you know, as we mentioned already, returning for offensive linemen, you know, the question is, that's going to hang over UC, and it hangs over any team that is not, even it's not just in the SEC, like this question hangs over almost everybody else, like, is the formula just going to be, you know, we're just going to try to bully you, we're going to try to smash you, and you know, can you uh, withstand that? Um I do have some, it's interesting there. like I, I coming into this, I've been of the mind pretty consistently, like I'm was going to pick Arkansas and I might still pick Arkansas for for several reasons, 80,000 fans, first game of the year. You see quarterback situation, I wouldn't call it in flux, but you're obviously not returning a for your starter. Um, you know, a lot of replacements defensively. We feel confident about some of the, some of the replacements, but a lot of unanswered questions, the more I dug into it, the more I'm kind of wondering why everybody is so high on Arkansas. Okay. Um, so you know KJ Jefferson dude offensive line dudes big dudes Ricky Stromberg first team All SEC center um i think it's Bradley Latham third team All SEC guard so like those are draftable guys for sure if you're first and third team offensive SEC. line in the be SEC drafted. yeah running back like everybody talks about you know top 10 rushing offense from last year leading rusher from last year Gone, transferred to UTSA. Second leading rusher from last year, out, has missed every spring practice or every fall practice, is not going to play. 600 yards, seven touchdowns.
0: And that's kind of their their bruiser, like, physical back, right?
1: Yeah. So then you're left with um, the two guys, Sanders and Green. They were their third. I mean, and we're just pulling all these stats from last year because we have nothing to go off of. Third and fifth leading rushers last year in the season. You know, Green led them in rushing one game against Georgia at 28 yards when they lost 37 0. So, like, I'm trying to look at these running backs and going, okay, like, a lot of it is, you know, you know, a little bit like you see in the sense of like, yeah, we think they're good, but these guys haven't done anything magical. I mean, these guys are 300 to 500 yard last season type running backs. Right. So I think the offense still revolves around KJ Jefferson's running ability.
0: You know who also gained 300 to 500 yards last year in the SEC? Corey Kiner. Yep. Yep. So – and, you know,
1: so you have that element of it where I'm sure they're, they're excited about it, but like you lose your your two leading rusher or KJ Jefferson was actually their leading rusher. So if we're just talking about running back rushers, you're right. losing like your second and third or second and fourth. I'm not sure exactly how it broke down, but like who would tip probably be your 1A, 1B type guys aren't going to be playing. And then you have Traylon Burks that's gone. That accounted for 66 catches over 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. So, like, that is very hard to replace at the college level year to year.
0: He's a monster. He was a monster.
1: And he did a ton of it out of the slot where they would RPO you to death. He's a big-body dude. He'd get on a slot, a, a linebacker or a safety, and it was just a total mismatch situation. Right. So, none of their returning receivers had more than two touchdowns last year. Their leading, leading returning wide receiver had 19 catches for 300 yards, and their second leading returning receiver was a tight end that had 20 catches for 140 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, they did bring in Matt Landers from Toledo, who got to Toledo from Georgia, who had a nice year at Toledo. Big play guy, like 20 catches, 500 yards, five touchdowns. Jaden Hazelwood from Oklahoma, another five-star guy, 39 for 406. So, like, those guys are going to be kind of what I imagine are their go-to. Hazelwood in the slot is an interesting one because they're real. the one thing that does concern me – not one thing, but a thing that concerns me about their receivers is they're big. They have 6'3", 6'5", 6'3", or their likely starting receivers. So they're putting a 6'3 guy in the slot where, you know, UC's putting a – and most teams are putting a five nine to five eleven guy in the slot.
0: Yeah, but a, a a guy to make plays in space.
1: Yeah, but where is the connection with those guys? I mean, I don't. I assume they came in for the spring. Uh, I know Hazelwood has been banged up. It sounds like he's going to go, but um, you know he was in a no, non-contact jersey at some point this week. So, what is his full status? Hard to say. Uh, Bradley or Brady Latham, kind of same thing. Sounds like he's a go, but you know, if he isn't or something happens, they're moving a backup right tackle to left guard. And you know, I'm just what they want to do. I actually think plays into UC's. I'm not going to call it revamped defense, but like, I'm much more confident against the run. This year than I was last year. I think yeah, we talked
0: of- about it just stylistically, like you've got guys that should be better at the point of attack than the two guys last year in Brooks and, and Maje that were speed, quickness. They weren't, you know, right, pure power point of attack guys.
1: Yes. So, you know, can you get KJ Jefferson to turn the ball over? Yeah.
0: In, in RPO much.
1: offense, it's hard to get interceptions because, you know, a lot of it is the read and then the then he goes or whatever. So it's not like he's back there scanning the field and going to a third, you know, he's kind of just picking his guy and going. Um, can you get him to turn the ball over? They did allow, third. you know, I think he was sacked 27 times. They allowed 30 sacks last year. That's quite um, a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's... 80th in the country now granted those numbers pile up quick when tons of teams have 26 and then 27 so like you gave up 26 sacks and was kind of middle of the road so only four sacks different gets you all the way into the 80s um but just to me this is all about like what do you what do you let kj jefferson do do you let him get 60 to 80 yards rushing or do you keep him in the 30s, 40s? Do you let him hit that 67 to 70% passing rate or do you keep him down more in the 60 to 65? Can you get an interception? Can how many sacks can you get? Like None of their receivers really scare scare me. The only reason they would scare me is I don't know exactly what to expect. From our corners, but Excellent. just looking at them as players, I'm not like this guy's a freaking dude, and I really wish we had sauce.
0: We'd be a lot more concerned if it was a year ago and going against Traylon Burks.
1: Ex- exactly, exactly. I mean, that's a bonafide. They part. have
0: the leading rusher or the leading receiver from Oklahoma.
1: Hazel Jaden Hazelwood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'll be in the he'll be in the slot. Uh, he wasn't even, I mean, he's, he was not their leading receiver at Oklahoma. Leading yards, I think. Not at 399.
0: That's what's. Odd. That's what I've seen multiple people say. He was the leading There's no way
1: the Oklahoma. leading receiver at Oklahoma. Or maybe the leading yeah, return would have been the leading returning.
0: Maybe would have been the leading returning receiver. I mean, he might have been, but. Reed says he thinks their wide receivers are going to be way better than we think. In game it might one? Be,
1: but they haven't shown it to be so how I, I can't be like oh yeah they're gonna be great based on based on what
0: well he thinks
1: yeah well I think they're gonna be okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy
1: uh, but like I don't know it's, it's very hard for me to read because again first game. You can't just go well, off of last year. Like, that's not fair. You know, we're not so going I was, off of last year for UC because there's it's a totally different season. But like so, I'm a little
0: confused. Because I was on with Mo yesterday. Um, in the five o'clock hour from five to six. And and before I came on, he had the the radio voice.
1: Yeah, I heard some of that
0: and all he talked about was like they they were returning the exact same team from last year like did you, he said that like four times i mean they're not <laughs> i know like that's I, i'm i was sitting there scratching my head dave like what they returned the quarterback and and most of the offensive line so that means they're returning I mean, the entire offense
1: they're they're losing they lost their all world receiver Traylon Smith was their leading rusher in four games. Head over was the second leading rusher behind KJ Jefferson. He transferred. Dominique Johnson had six hundred yards and seven touchdowns, which was the most rushing touchdowns of anybody on their team. He's not yeah. playing, so like, I, I, I just I'm... I didn't
0: get this narrative that like. You know that they, they were some, like, like, like that they were Cincinnati last year, right? Everybody but like five guys was back.
1: Yeah, I I just don't see it offensively. I don't. I mean, and everything might be great because KJ Jefferson's awesome, and that's a very college football thing. Like, I'm not, you know, I just I can't see this offense going just like just going up and down the field against UC. Yeah. You know, if we want to go to like, you know, I refer to it a lot. SP Plus, Bill Conley, ESPN. It's a very, very close game. Arkansas. He's got Arkansas 14th, UC 16th. He's got in the in the final like preseason rankings. Yeah. Arkansas's offense 22nd. This is the other one I don't get. He's got their defense 18th. I'm going to get to defense. I don't see that at all. And he's got UC's offense 16th and the defense 29th. And I know why he's got the defense 29th It's just, you're just re- replacing a ton of production and production goes into that number. And, you know, so I get it. You can't without seeing them do things. You can't really like keep them at the same level. You can't be right. like, Oh yeah, I I've never seen half these guys play, but they're just going to be as good as a first round pick, a second round pick, a fourth round pick. I think what was my day? A fourth round pick, like a sixth round pick, like, you can't just assume. So I get that part. I don't really get the 18th defense for Arkansas.
0: So let's let's get to the Arkansas defense I guess. I guess that's uh the next the next next logical place so, to go.
1: Yeah, they have two bona fide dudes. Bumper pool great know, name. Second Elite team o- second oh, awesome name. Second team all o- SEC linebacker over 100 tackles and then Jalen Catalan Uh yeah, what is he? A first what do I got him first team all SEC safety. So I mean he's a legit Calon I think he only missed
0: most of last year. Yeah, I think
1: like half the games. He's a legit like first second round player. Right.
0: He's Kyle Hamilton essentially. So how
1: I think he yeah, he is he reminds me of like Bryant Cook. Like he wants to come up and lay the wood. But he also misses a lot of tackles. That wasn't Brian Cook. No, that part wasn't. But the wanting to knock your head off part is. Uh, But the interesting thing, though, is that they also run a lot of 3 3 5, and they'll even get into a 3 2 6. And the place that I feel UC can truly exploit and, and has a pretty big advantage is that. They are replacing all three of their starting defensive linemen, which includes John Ridgway, who's been their nose for the last several years, was drafted by the Cowboys. We know, because we run a 3-3-5, how important the nose position is. So I think UC can have some success running the ball against them with the offensive line and the different styles of running backs. They brought in a lot of transfers for D line depth. Uh, Landon Johnson or Landon Jackson from LSU. He's a young guy, so like no stats really last year. Terry Hampton, a guy from Arkansas State. Uh, he was pretty good in 2000, but played about half the games last year. Got hurt, and then Jordan Dominic uh, had a good year last year for Georgia Tech and eight starts, five and a half for lo- tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. So that's their depth, but like. I'm looking at their projected starters. You got a guy, these are obviously last year's stats, but I'm just using them for reference. Seven tackles, no sacks. Projected left end starter, 27 tackles, one sack. Projected nose tackle starter, 21 tackles, one and a half sacks. Projected right end starter, 23 tackles, two and a half sacks. So they didn't sack the quarterback a ton last year. No, they, they were, were like
0: they were bad in pressure rate. And Not nobody, just sacks.
1: Right no starter returns had more than two and a half sacks last year. So I think if you see wants to, you know, get big and ugly and try to do it that way. I think that's, that's a possibility. Um, you know, you have the two guys, you have the safe, you have the linebacker. It'll be interesting to see how Catalan matches up with Lenny and Josh. Um, yeah, you know, outside of Georgia, in their just absolutely absurd tight end room, I was I was listening to something today where they were talking about putting all three of those dudes on the field at once, and I just laughed because I was like, "Oh my god, that would be amazing." <laughs> uh, but like, how does he? Because he's not a bi- he's not a huge he's not a big guy. He's not like a long, rangy type player. So how does he match up with the tight ends? You know, if UC starts running the ball with some some level of success, does that mean he comes down more? Um, So I think their inexperience on the defensive line, especially for game one, could be a problem for them. Um, You know, because we know UC's got the experience on offensive line. We know they're going to want to run it. We know they've got – Ryan Montgomery, Corey Kiner, Miles, like there's different dudes that they're going to want to get the ball to. It'll just be, it'll be interesting. Um, Yeah. You got bumper pool and Drew Sanders that are, you know, the Alabama transfer that, you know, Nick Saban had some very, very nice comments about Sanders today. I I think today, maybe yesterday, who knows, but just said he just got hurt and transferred and, you know, probably would have been a starter for Alabama if he would have stayed. So, um. Obviously, has some some high level talent there. So, how do the linebackers help out in the run game? Like, are they are they supporting more because they know UC wants to run it, and they have an inexperienced right, sure. defensive line? So, does that open things up in the middle of the field because the linebackers are closer to the line? Um, you know, secondary wise, outside of. Catalon, again, it's a lot of, like, one of their starting DBs transferred to LSU. They got one back from LSU, but he's one. He's in one of those kind of or positions. Like, not sure if he's a starter or not. Um, their main returning DB, Miles Slusher, I think is how you say it, he's their nickel. So he had four passes yeah. defensed and two INTs, 50 tackles. But again, everybody else that, like, looks to be projected starters, we're talking like two tackles. One guy, two tackles. One guy, one pass defense, two tackles. Another another guy, Hudson Clark, one pass defense, 22 tackles. Ja'Cory Turner, one pass defense, two tackles. Trent Gordon, two tackles. So, you know, I think their defense is – it's going to have athletes and Sam Pittman even talked about it. Like I listened to his stuff from the other day. Like he talked about, they looked at it when they first came in, what's the fast? and I agree, totally agree with him. What's the fastest way to take a bad situation and at least make it competitive. And he said, initially we just tried to add as much speed as possible. And now they have tried to, you know, obviously, because of the league they're in, you can't just get along with speed alone. Like, yeah, now they've as they've gotten their foot in the door with kids and had some success last year. Like now they're working speed and size. So all these kids that are starters now are from those beginning recruiting classes, or maybe were even there before Pittman even Pittman and them got there. So you're going to be looking at a lot of speed. Like they're going to have a lot of speed. I'm imagining all these DBs can run. But, you know, similar boat to Cincinnati in that, like, we think that they are going to be good, but we don't know.
0: Right. Like, and I was, was going to get to that. Like, it, if you're going to say all that about Arkansas, it's fair to say, yes, of course. Similar about Cincinnati.
1: Right. I'm just saying that in the sense of, like, I, I you know, Arkansas. Of, Media fans, whatever, seem to be very, very high on their team, which is fine. We're, you know, I wouldn't expect anything else. But like, once I started digging, I'm like, I don't see a lot of like, oh, this dude is, this dude's played, you know, a thousand, two thousand snaps. Oh, this guy's got a track record of of two or three years as a as a solid starter, like, especially you know, especially defensively outside of bumper pool and Jalen catalog like none of these guys to me scream like you know guaranteed stud well even just like production like there's no production not saying they can't be good not saying they won't be awesome on Saturday
0: but you also have to factor in game one like these are all guys that are that are for for both uh, both defenses really. A lot of guys that have played some but haven't been asked to carry a heavy load and now being thrust into, let's see what you got. Can you handle 65, 70 snaps? Or, or you know, right. what's your what's your backup like in a 1B situation?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that you always have to take into account when you're talking SEC is, like, I, I talked about the, the depth on the defensive line. Yeah. Like, those dudes have all they were recruited to other you know LSU Georgia Tech the Georgia Tech guy has produced so like their backups are still quality guys where like and they have produced our backups not that they're not quality guys but they haven't played so like these guys are backups with decent production so is it easier for them to cycle cycle through and they it sounds like they do a lot of a lot of rotating um but it's it will be interesting for both teams i think because very rarely do you go up against it when you run the three three five very rarely do you go up against another team that also runs it right and i think it's it's you know they they the little bit that I've heard from their side, I think there is concern about the defensive line and specifically the nose in the three, three, five alignment, knowing that UC will run the ball, knowing that UC has big backs. Like I, I think that's, I think if UC can, can move the ball running, it takes a lot of, a lot of the pressure off of whoever the quarterback is. Um, Right. I mean, i don't know if we want to talk about that like um we'll get I, guess I, we'll, I
0: think we've talked about it to like i don't know what left i have to say
1: yeah i mean like i understand why my and i would do the same thing if i was luke but I'm like it's gonna be ben i mean i don't i don't know what else to say I'm, i don't think we're breaking any news
0: <laughs> like I, I i mean i get it that's your opinion well i mean
1: yeah it is but Based based on what I've seen. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I came into this feeling like feeling pretty good that I was going to pick Arkansas. And now I'm legitimately torn.
0: I mean, I I, yeah, I've kind of been the same way this week.
1: Because I, legit, like, I know they're, what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to get big and smashy because that's what Alabama did. And Alabama did, not, did it without a premier running back and without that great of an offensive line, honestly. like On the Alabama scale of offensive line, that one last year was not one of their best. So Arkansas is probably going like, let's just get big and smashy and try to do the same thing. And we have an elite quarterback and we'll RPO them to death and we got these big receivers and, you know, we'll, we'll do that. And I'm like, I don't know if you, I, I don't know. I I'm not sure that is, I don't know. I I.
0: <laughs> I think Cincinnati has kind of a, a secret weapon in stopping the run this year.
1: Well, they're just, they're they're much more stout against the run this year than they were last year.
0: They should be. I think Ivan Pace is going to be kind of a wrecking ball in those situations.
1: Ivan Pace. I mean, the other thing, too, is is because of Ivan Pace and I would say the involvement of Jaheim Thomas, how much more four down do we see? Because we really didn't show any of that last year. So they would have no – like Arkansas would not be prepared to play against – much four down from UC standpoint. And, f- f- you know, I feel like I'm, you know, you know, lightning is going to strike me down, but because I was the biggest Curtis Brooks fan last year, everything start to me, everything started with him. Every game, every game that, they dominated defensively. He dominated defensively.
0: Yeah, and I think and uh, I, I think jawan Braves, Braves is Braves better
1: is better for stopping the run.
0: It might sure. be better in the passing game too if he can move the center like we think he can move the well, center but, I and back. His game
1: was speed with power. Like I mean, I'm not yeah. going to like say that he couldn't power a guy because he did plenty of times. But his weapon was speed beating the center. Which is which is fine, but like you can speed beat the center, and they can just run by your other side. Right. Briggs is more of like your prototypical nose that I'm going to occupy. Try to occupy two guys, and that's where like Ivan Pace comes in, and and what
0: you know. And Will Huber, who who's really good downhill.
1: But even yes, he is. But I mean, Ivan, we've seen like for, in. Yes, Mac level, whatever you want to say, but like this—that's his thing. Is like you go, cl- you cl- you block it up. I'm gonna go heat-seeking missile, and and we're and I'm gonna Find take care. of yeah. it. So it's it's super interesting to that from that regard because like, what if UC just comes out and plays a bunch of four down?
0: I don't think that's gonna happen.
1: I don't think it is personally. But are they more are they more capable to switch to that if things aren't going great against the run this year than they were last year?
0: Yeah, because, yeah, yes, because you move Jabari Taylor inside, or you bring Dante Corleone in. Um, either way, uh, you're you're much more suited. You know, if if they really wanted to, and a team's gashing them, you put Briggs and Corleone next to each other. Right, teams aren't running up the middle. It's, it's not going to be there.
1: So you know, I mean, I'm just interested to see. There's just a lot of, I think. I think Arkansas is rightfully, you know, getting a good amount of pub. Like you bring back a quarterback like that, you bring back an offensive line, you bring back two defensive players that are high, high level. You're I'm, you're definitely a top twenty-five team.
0: Yeah,
1: but like I'm also looking at like taking the Georgia game out because Georgia beat the crap out of everybody. Bama beat you by or Auburn beat you by fifteen. Like they're that they're a mess. They were a mess last year. LSU was a mess last year. You beat them 16-13 in overtime. Mm-hmm. You gave up fifty one or fifty two and lost to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. But then you got like a really good twenty to ten win against Texas A and M. And say what you will about Texas, but they kicked the shit out of them forty to twenty one. So like which. Which one of those te- – of these t- and they kept it close with Bama. Like, which one of these teams are they going to be? Are they going to be keep it close with Bama and beat Texas A&M? Or are they going to be, like, almost lose to dumpster fire LSU and get the crap beat out of you by, like, real bad Auburn?
0: Now, they, they are notorious for starting hot and finishing cold, Right. You mean like in the game itself? No, I mean like season-wise, or oh. at least that's like I've seen a lot of reference to that when reading about them. No, I mean they uh, went, they they went the nine and
1: four. and four. I mean they beat Penn State in the bowl game, so they went eight and four, nine and
0: four. Um, I'm sure some of that is also when you play in the SEC West, like yeah,
1: like where, who, where's your like terrible schedule when you have yeah. <laughs> like back you know before LSU got bad, like when you're just going like Bama, LSU. Auburn like A&M Florida crossover game or something like, you know, Georgia. I don't know how many, how often they've played them, but, but like, yeah, I mean, you're, it's like the old big East basketball wise. Like you're two weeks away from a a A three game losing three game losing streak. So I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's low scoring.
0: What what do you know on their special teams? Anything?
1: Well, the kicker's really good, but he wasn't even, like, he wasn't in the, he didn't make first, second, or third team all SEC, but I think he went, like, 22 for 26 last year and made, every like, 46 out of 46 extra points. I picked up. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess (laughs) guess the SEC just has really damn good kickers. I don't know. That seems like a top-of-the-line kicker to me.
0: That. That's interesting, though. 26 field goal attempts. That tells me they stall out quite a bit. Yeah. I'm just saying for a team that, like, everybody's talking about, like, their offense is going to be one of the better in the country. Like, that's that's stalling out quite a bit and putting your kicker on the field. Yeah. SEC defense, I guess.
1: I agree. I mean, they had, what? Eleven touchdowns from Burke, six rushing from Jefferson, another seven from Dominic Johnson. So that's twenty, almost thirty plus passing touchdowns. So,
0: um, I'm with you. Like I, since we've gotten into this offseason, I've been kind of of the belief that. Veteran quarterback playing at home, first game of the season. You you get the nod, like you get a sl- you know you get an advantage from me. Mm-hmm. But but you know it's it, I, I've talked about this a couple times this week. Like we know the wide receiver room is very good. PFF just had the linebacker room graded second in the country. Right. Pete Thamel just told me this week the only tight end group he'd take over Cincinnati is Georgia. Like you're still, we're we're very high on the defensive line bunch. We're not completely sold on the secondary yet, but it's not like they got torched all camp. No, that's more. That's more of like a.
1: That's more. There's all. You know, every year there seems to be a position where we feel like we like the talent, but it just hasn't. They haven't had the opportunity. I remember the one year it was defensive line. Like we last liked, year it was linebacker, right. really. We, we like the guys, but we just they just haven't played. So, like, are they can they be good? And and they were and cope and Kamani and, and Cortez.
0: And well, but we, the question on the D line was after they left, right? After those three guys left, can they be any good? And then here came the next wave of guys, Elijah Ponder and Brooks and Brown and uh MyJ, and right. all of a sudden, oh, well, defensive line to strength. It wasn't the weakness that we thought it might be in the offseason. Yeah. I, yeah, I see where you're coming from.
1: I just look at, like, I feel like I know what they're going to try to do, and I think UC is a much better this year equipped to stop that. Yeah. That's what I keep coming back to is – I.
0: They're we a, haven't they're, talked they're, about this, maybe. A Bryles,
1: enough. I mean, Kendall Bryles is their offensive coordinator. So they're a Bryles system, but it's the RPO elements of it, not the air rating elements. They want to are. run. For oh, yeah, sure. I mean, they, they got a quarterback that, you know, is they were bigger than everybody, bigger than most of everybody else's linebackers.
0: And really, they were the leading rushing team in the country outside of, the, like, the, the triple option
1: team. The service, yeah, the service academies and the yeah. triple teams.
0: So, I mean. But, like I said, two of those guys aren't playing. But here's the other thing, Dave. Like, I, I like Cincinnati's chances. If, if, like, if you're going to run, there's a good chance it's a low-scoring game.
1: Well, if you're going to run, you're not testing the part of the defense that we don't know anything about,
0: right? I I do have like I, I think there's one spot maybe we haven't talked about enough, simply in terms of like the biggest impact of the guys that that we lost, and that's a guy we talked about a few minutes ago, and Brian Cook. I like Brian Threats a lot, but Brian Threats up to the task of stepping right in, and and because. Cook was up to the task of stepping in and replacing Derek Forrest.
1: For sure. Right? And Cook, Cook made a lot of plays. I mean, as a safety, he made a ton. Of, I mean, one of his most memorable plays was like knocking the UCF lineman into Isaiah Bowers. Yeah. Like is.
0: Threats, and he was devastating in the screen game.
1: Is threats at ready to be at that level where, you know. 6'5, 330 guard pulls, and the tailback is following him. And it, it's going to be a big game unless he can figure out a way to make that play that Cook made so many times. Right. Because like UC, that's- UC does a ton of, and this was uh, ex- exemplified, I remember a lot in the Indiana game. They do a ton of like fill and replace. Right. So Deshaun Pace will, will come in. And a safety will replace behind him, and a, and pace made a ton of tackles. Where if that safe if the, if he doesn't make that tackle, and that safety is not exactly where they need to be, like there's nobody there. Right. So where is threats along in that progression?
0: That's what we're gonna find out, because Cook was. Like we just had a legendary run of safeties, and I'm not sure that Cook wasn't the best of them.
1: I mean, if we just go by like draft position, he was by far the best.
0: But I mean, I'm just talking about like <laughs> like, like like the stuff he did, right? Oh, like the the different ways he impacted the game. Like we I think we get so caught up in talking about Sauce and Kobe and replacing them. Infinitely difficult challenge. But Cook might be the 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 one that like do they have a guy that can do that? Right. We know they don't have a guy that can do what's Austin.
1: Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's there's been UC football for a hundred and how many years. There's never been one of those.
1: No. No. I mean, how do the, how do you respond? To the first game element and also the road element, like last year, first half at Indiana, atrocious. This is twice as many people and much more rabid. And a much better team. You can't be, you know, first and 15, second and whatever, the entire first half and think you're going to come back and and score 20-something points in the second half. Um, You know, I feel dumb for saying it, but like, Obviously, you can't have a bunch of turnovers. We've we've talked at nauseam over the last few years yeah. of, like, if we don't do something stupid, these teams can't score enough points to win. Um, that was also with the quarterback that we felt pretty confident nine times out of the ten was going to do the right thing with the football. Um, you know, I think we yep. feel confident to some extent, but nowhere near where we've been. So okay. how does that manifest itself? And you know, can can you get off the field? Like, can, if they do what they want to do, then we're not going to win.
0: Right. Yeah. You know. Are you taking the Bearcats? See, here's here's the other problem with that, is
1: because I have quite a streak going. Yep. In in predictions. Nope. And if I take the Bearcats, that means that I'm going to say they're gonna go 12 and 0. Right. And I just don't know if I can <laughs> say that. Like, because if you if they go into Arkansas and win, who am I gonna go get they're gonna to lose to them?
0: Are you taking the knights of gold in the bounce house? No. Are you taking SMU? That's, a, that's and, a damn
1: principle thing. Like, I'm right. a, I rip on those guys for like never picking against UCF. At this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm I can't pick them just based on principle. <laughs> but that's the thing, is like if I say We're they just, beat Arkansas, then I can't say they're gonna lose to anybody else.
0: Right. If they lose to the, if they beat Arkansas, they're gonna jump into the top 15, maybe the top 10, and and be favored every game. Every game until maybe the conference championship game.
1: I mean, assuming they don't lose, you know, any any other games and and whatnot. Well, like, yeah, that
0: uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I could see if UCF is undefeated when they play, and UCF is undefeated, I could see UCF being favorite. I mean,
0: it's, it's a home
1: right? Points, it's a it's whatever. a possibility, but that's the thing is like I've always kind of sat on this eleven and 1, 10 and two line. But now that I've done like more research on this game, like I feel more confident that UC can win. But if I say UC wins, like, I kind of have to say they're going undefeated. And I don't want to say they're going undefeated because that's really hard to do. And they just did it. And you know, twice. So so twice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Arkansas wins 27-24.
0: I think I'm going to Arkansas 24-23. So we're right in the same but we're
1: we're making three field goals? Or we're scoring like two touch three touchdowns and a safety.
0: I mean, there's, you know, the, um, you know, there's there's a lot of ways to get to 23. <laughs> a lot of ways to get to 23. Yeah, what? Th- what? Three touchdowns, uh, two a field goal, point? and a missed extra point. No, uh, 24 <laughs> and a missed extra point takes you down to 23.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Should we be worried about Ben through seven interceptions in the MAC?
1: Uh Without watching all of their games and knowing what they were trying to do, I, I can't – I don't know. Like, it's not even that many, first
0: of right. All. Um, I mean, yeah, we're talking it's about – it's, it's like a half an interception a game.
1: We're talking about how great KJ Jefferson is at taking care of the ball. That's three more interceptions than he threw. And I bet Ben threw the ball more than 294 times. Yeah. Without, I mean, I could be dead wrong, but knowing Reed, I'm
0: worried that you're just looking for things to worry about. (laughs) That's what I'm worried
1: about. But I'm going to, I'm just going to say, I'm going to say it's a good game. I'm going to say that there's not, you know, hopefully there's nothing, no massive thing that, that costs the Bearcats. And you just, you know, you maybe just get beat because the other team's got a really, really good quarterback and they're playing at home and they got a lot I, I just, of, those are the a, lot two of things, other, a lot of other talent on the field like
0: those are the two things for me dave better quarterback really talented and you're playing at home in week 1 yeah you know,
1: bill conley does like the matchups too where he goes inside the numbers and it was like a 20 obviously the points don't necessarily equal what like how football scoring works but it was like a 29-26 arkansas game so i mean right. like he thinks it's his his formulas say it's going to be super close i mean yeah, four hundred and eight passes. So he threw the ball a hundred more times, over hundred more times than Jefferson, and threw three more interceptions.
0: With a disaster for an offense. Oh, line. I mean, totally different setup. Disaster. For no, an no line. first round wide receiver. That's for sure. <laughs> right. I mean, KJ Jefferson is very good, but um. Throwing to Traylon Burke, like that 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 makes you a little bit better. Because you know, like that guy's gonna go make me a play.
1: It's I'm get just open. going to
0: take the snap yep. and throw it to him. So
1: yeah, so I mean that's kind of where I where I sit. You know, I don't like to do it, but I try to be I try to be as you know honest and and yeah, you know, I definitely don't ever want to be considered a homer because that's no, that's not fair to people that listen to us and and know that we see things. And then if if I'm on here telling you like, oh yeah, you you see's great, they're going to win by twenty, and then they they lose by ten or something, like people be like, well, Dave doesn't know what the hell he's talking about.
0: The playing in the SEC is not hard. Reed. you don't have to go to Lubbock. Duh. <laughs> Going to Lubbock is hard. That's what's hard. You ever been to Lubbock? It's hard. Getting to Lubbock's hard. <laughs> getting out of Lubbock was hard. was, I think, Bug's Sp- point. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't getting there. It was getting back. Uh, <laughs> grip keeper, you mean to tell me I spent $200 on ribs uh, just to lose? Come on, guys. Uh, I Look, man. I, we're just honest. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I mean, it's I, could sit, I
1: could sit here and tell you they're going to win, but, like, I don't know. What I think else. it's
0: going to be a close game in home field and veteran quarterback. Like, that means something. Has to mean something. Yeah. All right. Because I mean, it, it,
1: it's the same th- – it's a lot of the same things we would say last year. Right. Like, we're at right. home. We got Dez. Like, granted, we also had a defense that, like, those teams that we played couldn't, couldn't score on, whatever. But, like – If we use that as a reason that we would be good, why? I mean, I would be an idiot to not use it for another another team.
0: Right. Uh, Keith, late joining. Will Dave and Dan be joining us at the Grail Watch Party? No. (laughs) Uh, We covered that. Dave has been to one watch party. It was a loss, and he vowed never to return. And I also told him he wasn't allowed to return.
1: And honestly, like, and this is not against anyone. I do not like watching... Teams that I people. really care about in public situations. I
0: uh I don't either. But. <laughs> <laughs> but Aaron can attest to that. Aaron, Aaron, I about snapped on uh the one game he came to last year because he kept slapping me in the shoulder every time something went good. I was like, yeah. And, well, I like, remember
1: I remember when back. I was a, a <laughs> y- much younger, much younger fellow. We were at a Damon's, if you guys remember a, a Damon's
0: up on the hill?
1: No, this was in this one was in uh Middletown. Okay. And uh Bearcats Arizona college basketball game. And the whole game, I'm pretty much like telling my parents like, we need to leave. I don't like this. I don't like this. We need to leave. And then Miles Simon hits a 75-footer at the buzzer. And I just looked at him and I was like, see, I I told told you that's why we need to leave.
0: Nailed it. (laughs) Dave also locked himself in a room during the pit game.
1: Uh, No, I didn't lock myself in in my room. I came down to get
0: beers as I knew. Well, I mean, you you can lock yourself in the room and still let yourself out.
1: I mean, they were playing like shit in the first half when I was watching it with a bunch of people. And they came back and won when I was watching it by myself. So, like, what do you want me to say?
0: I'm not saying you were wrong. Why are you defensive?
1: I'm not being defensive. I'm just saying, like this stuff. I do this stuff for a reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So no, Dave will not be there. Um, And you know, Dan's busy right now. Yeah, we tried. We we efforted Dan tonight, but that's a man that's got a lot going on. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll get into some. You know, I've I've had some. Some communication with, with Dan. So we'll, we'll get into that at some point yeah. tonight.
0: But Let, let's get this season preview banged out. I don't Man, think like, this I, is. I, I cannot
1: wait one. to talk about all these fine, fine American Athletic Conference programs. Programs? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Kennesaw State.
1: Uh, I think, they, I think, they, I
0: think we, we feel good this is going to be a win.
1: I do, but here's one thing I will say. I think it could be sloppy for two reasons. One, coming off the Arkansas game. Two, they run the triple. And an FCS team running the triple is literally going to try to, like, not do any possible play that they could screw up. Right. So they're going to be as conservative as possible. Fullback dive,
0: fullback dive, fullback dive. (laughs) lead
1: the clock and, you know – do everything they can to keep the ball and not get run out of the build. I mean, granted, they they probably think they're going to – but, like, it could be sloppy in that regard because, you know, you see coming off a game, whether they win or lose, at Arkansas, big environment, coming home, triple option team, they know that they're more athletic, more bigger, all those things. So not saying that they're going to lose by any stretch, but, like, it just – it could be an ugly game.
0: Fair. Uh, Miami at Paul Brown Stadium.
1: Um, Are they going to try to win?
0: I don't know. Like, they, they start with... Maybe Kentucky with, is their game they tried not to win this year.
1: Yeah, they open up with Kentucky. Because
0: that's what it was last year. It was the season opener. They were coming out of camp, and they were just like, we're not going to play our, our guys. But then the next week, they almost beat Minnesota, right?
1: Are they... Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I—I I won't go as far as almost, but like they definitely went back and forth for a little bit and hung in there, and and definitely seemed to get more effort in that game than they did in the UC game. Um yeah. I think they've so, got like a, uh, they got a version of their cake of their Kennesaw State game in between.
0: Yeah, so in, in I Kentucky. like if you're getting ready for the Mac, like that is Chuck Martin has made it very clear. Our focus is trying to win the East. Play for a MAC championship. And, go and to me, rightfully
1: so. Like, they should be in the running to win the MAC again this year.
0: Right. So I would think, like, week three, you're going to need to be really, like, dialing they're it up to get ready into the Ready to MAAC.
1: go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're still going to get the Shippy down. Okay. Indiana. Stinks. Very interested to wa- Very interested to watch Illinois, Indiana th- this Friday. Illinois has already played, had a pretty solid game against Wyoming. I'm not sure how good Wyoming is, but Illinois did some offensive things. They brought in a new offensive coordinator who is kind of like the antithesis of Bielema and, and run ball and all this stuff. But like, I'm, that one will tell me a lot. Cause like, I think Illinois might pound them. Um, and if they do, then that does not bode well for, for the Hoosiers uh coming to Nipper in week four. I, I don't I do not they didn't win a big ten game last year, and I don't think they're any better.
0: They were really banged up, but I don't know that, that like solves their problem this year because those guys aren't returning for the most part.
1: No, I mean they just I don't I don't see a ton of Let's see a ton of like UC has a lot more ta- overall talent than them
0: yeah um what do we have next start of American Conference play Tulsa October 1st in Tulsa those people are delusional but that team for some reason really truly believes that Cincinnati ducked them in 2020 <laughs> and and that that like they have like some kind of revenge out for the Bearcats. It's okay. fascinating. How, many, how
1: many years do you get to get your revenge? I don't
0: I don't know. I'm so confused by it. Like Cincinnati missed multiple weeks because of COVID. The president of Tulsa was like, nah, fam, we cool, stay home. And their fan base and their idiot reporters latched on to this like Cincinnati ducked us. Yeah, what?
1: I don't know. Um, you they know, yeah, they've had success running the ball against UC. They're also yes, they're, re-
0: they did they, they they lost a lot on that line. Finally, well, didn't they? two their two starters, two
1: starters for sure that I'm aware of without you know in, yeah. doing a, an actual game preview um you know at tulsa you know there's not going to be a lot of people there i mean they
0: there will they, be for cincinnati i guarantee it like they they genuinely feel like they've been shorted
1: they got 26,000 2 years ago for the oklahoma state game yeah
0: you're right. There ain't going to be a lot of people. There. So there ain't going to be a lot of people.
1: Uh, I mean, I think you see a win, but that's all, you know, I'm not going to say it's ugly. A, I'm not going to say that's a trap situation, but
0: who, who the hell
1: knows when you go to freaking
0: Tulsa, Oklahoma? Let's see, they've got, before Cincinnati, they've got Wyoming. Not good. Northern Illinois.
1: Um, Good, but we'll Usually see how good. they. Well, they were really good last year, but they won an insane amount of, like, very close games and made wild plays at yeah. the end of these games to win. So, like, does that regress?
0: Oh, man. You, uh, this this is a testament to how bad attendance is at Tulsa, like, as a whole. Uh, the first 5,000 fans get a free T-shirt to that game. And then $1 hot dogs, $1 sodas, and $1 popcorn. If you're pulling out the dollar dogs, you're begging people to come to your game. Or
1: just like the first five thousand
0: people, right? Just the first five thousand. That means we might get six.
1: Like usually, it's like everybody or right. the first like ten thousand, fifteen thousand. Like
0: maybe maybe they don't have many T-shirt makers in Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, Jacksonville State is after that.
1: Not in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: No, in Alabama. Alabama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're
1: good. They're good. Pretty good. SCS program.
0: And then Ole Miss.
1: Oh, they'll get their brakes blown off against Ole Miss. They might score some points, but Ole Miss is going to score
0: about 50. That's the game before UC. So that's September 24th uh, in Oxford, and then come back home and they get Cincinnati. Yeah. Bearcats win.
1: Bearcats win.
0: South Florida. I would have been a lot more worried about this game if that court they, they, they like. I
1: don't know.
0: Was, that that
1: Gary Bohannon just still. led the Gary Bohannon led Baylor to the Big Ten Big Twelve championship.
0: I know, but I thought I I liked that the kid that they ran off that went to UCF. Yeah, that's weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they've got. We saw it in the game last year, like.
0: They're moving in the right
1: direction. They've got some dudes, especially offensively. Yeah. Um pretty damn good running back, a couple receivers that I was impressed with and in, in various on various plays. I guess the, the questions for them I think is gonna be the two lines. Like that's yeah. just a hard it's a hard thing to get going when it's when it was as bad as, as they were. But like, obviously I'm gonna pick UC
0: yeah. at home. The home winning streak's not falling to to USF. And then outside of Arkansas, you get the, the most interesting stretch of the season. At SMU, October 22nd, and the bye week here, by the way, bye week. And then SMU and UCF both on the road start with SMU.
1: I've heard good things about what Rhett Lashley has done. He seems to be like a... Are they
0: still going to be soft as shit? That's well, the that's question. The,
1: that's the question. I mean, he seems like he's a super organized dude. He's He's got, you know, the structure was there already because he was there and then went to Miami and now has come back. So he's got familiarity
0: with the roster. Um, Why does he sound like a pro wrestler? Rhett, Rhett I feel
1: like he sounds like a country singer.
0: Or a country singer. Well, that, well those are interchangeable, right? And like some are. Some country singer, pro wrestler, like that. The names can be like uh, mixed and matched. Yeah. Like I'm just not going to pick
1: UC to lose to freaking SMU because of how soft they've been the last few years.
0: Right, like that's the, the primary thing for me.
1: And like, they're they're built offensively, and they're one of, if not their leading rusher, transferred to Ole Miss. Two Danny Gray got drafted by the 49ers. Uh, I think Reggie Roverson is gone too. So, like, two of their big play wide receivers from the last couple years are gone. Um, their tight end Grant Cocotera is gone. Like, their defense has not ever really been that good, right? in, In any of these runs, it's always been about offense. And UC's punched him in the mouth two years in a row. And especially last year, damn, that uh, it's like the one full game on YouTube that I cannot find. I've watched like every other, pretty much every other game from last year, I've been able to find the full game and that one just not, I just can't find it for some reason. (laughs) Kind of like how we can't find episode 12
0: of The Hilltop. Which seven, that, well, that's because I don't think episode 12 of The Hilltop was ever made. Which No, it was made. They just didn't air it. Are you sure?
1: Yeah, because there's an episode 11, so why would they have stopped filming?
0: Because they got their ass kicked.
1: They would have still filmed that week, though.
0: Yeah, but they wouldn't have filmed after the game ended.
1: <laughs> well, no, the whole thing is like the lead up from the week before and then okay. into that next week's game. Unless the whole Sonny Dykes thing. Unless, like, there was too much going on with Dykes possibly leaving, but like that still, and some people might think that it's a ridiculous thing, but I will never not think it's funny that they just stopped a show on ESPN plus after 11 weeks, after 11 weeks, because you got your doors blown off. Like no. UCF got their doors blown off. they they filmed their show, kept filming it.
0: That quarterback's back. Isn't he? The guy from Oklahoma,
1: Tanner Mordecai. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's back. They're talented.
1: Oh, they're going to – they have – it's never been – I don't think that's ever been the problem.
0: No. It's just that when they got punched in the mouth, they went uh, – I don't I'm think good.
1: they have a lot of talent on defense. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, offensive talent's never been the problem. <laughs> uh,
0: So you've got to win there. Yeah. All right. In the, uh, the jump house, the ju- the bouncy house, the bounce room, jump room, whatever. Uh, the Orlando Tech, uh, Orlando Community College. October 29th. Um,
1: very interested to see what Gus does with John Um This This fits way back into his mold of like when Nick Marshall was his quarterback at Auburn and they went to the national championship.
0: Yeah, he wants to RPO you to death, right? He, like that's he wants, his...
1: a, he wants a running quarterback. He want, man, this and he can run. He's got yeah. wheels. He can run, but one. I mean, just like you got to be able to throw a little bit. Don't He's really. He's not
0: good at that, right?
1: Don't really. I mean, I just don't know. He hasn't really played outside of like spot work two years ago in a true quarterback situation, like. He wasn't getting meaningful quarterback snaps last year with Matt Corral at quarterback.
0: Clearly not.
1: So he's not really been a true quarterback in a game that matters in two years.
0: I kind of like the like the jump castle, Brian, the romper room, <laughs> like that jump castle. You think of like what your kids schedule for like their birthday, mag- party, yeah, right?
1: magic castle or whatever, like yeah. arcade, arcade and putt putt, right. Um I don't know they're I don't know. I'm gonna to, I, I I think you seem will win. I think it could be a close game. I think they I think they will be improved from last year. They did deal with a wild amount of injuries, and everybody says like injuries are cyclical and everything, but like just because you had a bunch of injuries last year doesn't necessarily mean that you're just going to be really healthy this year.
0: See, this is how you get a comment on the screen.
1: There you go. Thank you, Richard. Richard
0: Smiley, thank you for the 499. Appreciate the love. We are at the beginning of an awesome season and leaving the dumpster fire American conference. Uh, Richard is watching big 12 games. That's something I I'm, I'm curious about Dave. Do people want big 12 content this year?
1: Uh, I mean, do they want Big Twelve content over us to, uh, over any of us talking about the rest of the AAC? Well, I'm sure they do because relevant football is always more interesting than non-relevant football. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not any more. That's inclined... a, that's a
0: blind spot for me right now.
1: I'm not any more inclined to talk about an Iowa State TCU game than I am to talk about an SMU Tulsa game. Like I don't care who's talking. I don't care to talk about either of them right now.
0: Right, that's fair.
1: Because the Iowa State-TCU game has no bearing on the Bearcats, and the Tulsa-SMU game sounds like I'd rather gouge my eyes out with a pen. So I'm not going to watch it.
0: It's fair. It's more than fair.
1: So no, I don't I don't think we need to start talking Big 12 stuff y- quite
0: yet. So we have them 2-0... and oh. And this is, this is the part that I don't think like they open with three of four on the road, Tulsa, SMU, UCF. Right. If they are four and oh, in the American on like, you know, at the end of October, October, I mean, come on, Navy at Nippert.
1: Oh God. Will they score?
0: Probably
1: not. Okay, moving on.
0: East Carolina in Nipper.
1: Oh, Mike Houston's fine, final frontier.
0: Holt Nailers.
1: The, the Pirates' last stand.
0: <laughs> Holt Nailers tries to, to beat the Bearcats for the first time in his 10-year career. Oh, yeah, that ain't happening. No.
1: I, I, like, I like where they're going. I do, too. I, I think they are... I think they will finish in the top half of the league. I'm very, I think, ins- very interested I, to see what they do against NC State this weekend. NC State is getting what I think is maybe quite a bit of hype because Devin Leary is like a pretty good, really good quarterback. But they are replacing a lot, especially on the offensive I, line.
0: Everybody's talking about NC State as like the second best team in the ACC.
1: Well, that's not saying a whole
0: lot. That's how bad the ACC is, of course. <laughs> But, yeah, since he is ECU Super Bowl, there's no question about that. I mean, but. I,
1: I would still put, like, I think I would still put, until I see otherwise, like, I'm going to trust Mario. Um, shit, what's his last name? Miami's coach. Just, Cristobal. Yeah, I'm going to trust Mario Cristobal and and Van Dyke, their quarterback, and where he has them going to be better than NC State. Like and, and NC State all every year that there's hyper in NC State they they Very should be bad. yeah. So, but I am interested to see how ECU does in that game.
0: I am as well. Um, but we both have the Bearcats uh, oh, yeah. over ECU. We both have the Bearcat. Well, Temple. Ooh.
1: Okay. One one Ooh. final trip to Philly. Katie barred bar the door. That that sucker is going to be pandemonium up there.
0: There should be by that point in the season, there will be hundreds of people in that stadium. Will there be hundred?
1: I mean, people. lots of Bearcat family members will probably go.
0: Hundred people <laughs> in the NFL stadium.
1: I mean, you got a new coach. You got a a roster that God. I mean, like. Whoa. Such such a departure from like the Matt Rule and even Jeff Collins era, where like those defenses were had some legit dudes on them, and man, that is a bad situation, bad bad situation.
0: Todd's probably right. Tens tens of people. Tens of people.
1: So like somewhere between eleven and nineteen.
0: <laughs> uh, and then. Finally, Tulane, Nippert Stadium, season, Senior Day, November 26th. I good. keep hearing, like, this is Tulane's year over and over again.
1: Yeah, Will, Willie Fritz, man. I mean, I think they have a good quarterback. Uh, they're running, their main running back, I believe, was out for our game last year. Pretty good player. Um, they just don't have the dudes on defense. Like, that's the thing is when these group of five teams, it's very hard to have both units right peaking at the same time and then to also carry that over from year to year right. where you can sustain success like, like UC has. Like, you can have a year like UCF 2017, 2018, like, Unbelievable offense, good enough defense to support unbelievable offense. Right. But that is the high, high end. So like when we talk about SMU having weapons on offense or Tulane having Michael Pratt, who I like at quarterback and having some weapons, but like, who are they stopping without? And that's yeah. Without the other team you know, shooting themselves in the foot multiple times. And UC being that other team that is, yes, replacing premier players, but... But you're talking November 26th. and But has been recruiting premier players.
0: Right. And, and we're you're t- talking... The, the the experience part is out the window. Sure, at that point. I mean,
1: uh, assuming there aren't, like, you know, hellacious injuries and... Right And and things just like totally fall off the, the rails. Yeah, all those dudes that were wondering, like, can they, like, we think they can play, but can they play? Like, we'll certainly know by then. Right. And if they can't play, somebody else is going to be playing. That's the thing is we're not, we're not without reinforcements if things don't go well.
0: Right. Very much so. Very true. So we're both at 11 and 1. Yeah. Undefeated in the American. Correct. Is that enough to host the championship game? Over. I mean, we're both pretty much in the same boat. It's UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, right? Uh, well, this conference.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like to me, like if Houston doesn't go undefeated, I'm going to be pretty, pretty not upset because I don't care. But like, I fully expect them to go 12 and 0.
0: If they're twelve and zero, and Cincinnati's eleven and one, they will be rated higher. That game will be
1: in Houston. I would assume. I mean, in Houston. Yeah, they don't have. See, the thing though is, like, even if UC loses to Arkansas, I wonder. Like, Houston has no game.
0: The Texas Tech, right?
1: UTSA and Texas Tech. Like, they have no game that will will vault them to some position that an eleven and one. UC team couldn't catch. <clears throat> so if they're 12 and 0 and UC's 11 and 1, but they're 12 and 0 squeaking by these shitty teams and UC's 11 and 1 dog walking everybody besides Arkansas, being that it's a committee and not, like, I could very easily see them being like, yeah, UC's just better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's our there's our schedule conversation that we do every year. It's usually the week before game week. uh, But uh, Dave was gallivanting in the uh, upper peninsula with Dan Simon at the conference realignment summit, and uh, apparently, you know, Dan joined us on the BBP on Monday. And he said that big things were happening, and I'll be damned. He was right.
1: It's almost as if being a conference realignment expert means you know things.
0: Right. B um, Meyer, I, I have an answer. We just answered this question. <laughs> Four.
1: It, I understand what he's saying though or or her I don't know if it's a guy or girl
0: but but we made it very clear at the beginning of that segment like this is if we think they're going to lose a game we're both going to be very open and honest about it. I think this is a spot that, that they lose I picked them to go 11 and 1 last year I picked Notre Dame as a loss I was wrong Dave picked 12 and 0 the year before, we picked them to go undefeated in the regular season. Guess what they did? Went undefeated in the regular season.
1: If I was betting a amount of money that truly mattered on an exact number of regular season wins, as the question says, I would bet it on 10.
0: You just don't know where the loss, the surprise loss, would be.
1: Right, like we're going game by game, and so I'm just going like, yeah, they'll beat that team. But if you told me like bet a hundred thousand dollars and you have to put it on a specific number of wins, you you don't have to tell me which games they lose. I would I would bet
0: the money on ten. Okay, you would hedge your bets, <laughs> but caveat being, if they hit eleven, you you don't win.
1: No, right. Okay. I just think, you know, for betting money, I think the most likely outcome. So like a
0: roulette wheel, you have to bet the number. Yes. You think the number is 10. The most is likely, the likely outcome
1: if we're betting, I think, is 10.
0: Okay. But for this exercise, you think 11.
1: Correct. Because there's no Correct. money involved. Only my accountability.
0: You picked them to go 12-0 one year. They went what?
1: 6-6. Six and six. Let's not talk yeah. about that. <laughs> it was just a right. there were just a few plays away
0: <laughs> yeah you, you want to go back over the scores that season not really <laughs> <laughs> scared money don't make money i hear you i hear you all right let's let's get to the other news of the day uh where do you want to start
1: uh let's start big 12 tv thing
0: they they're there so there was a lot of clarity that came throughout the day they didn't open their exclusive negotiating window no they just said we're we're open for business if if you were we'll
1: we'll talk in person so we can get actual numbers not projections and get an idea of if we do this then what if we do this then what because if you open the window, that means that eventually it has to close. And it either closes... Which is
0: what the Pac-12 did. The but,
1: Pac-12 uh, opened... No, hold on, hold on. I've heard that that is not what they did. That a lot well, of that's people, what everybody
0: said they did.
1: Right, that's what a lot of people are insinuating they did. But this okay. seems to be the same thing because if you've noticed, no one's... That window come, never closed. Exactly. No one's come out and said, like, it's been 30 days. The win- Your window, like, the window's and closed It was out. like
0: 60 days ago.
1: It's uh, end of very end of July.
0: Yeah. So we're going on 60 days tomorrow.
1: No, we're, a little, we're
0: like a little March over a month. There you go. Okay. Sorry. Or when it basically might've might been the end of June. No, the 30 days was supposed to be closing like well, two it was, three weeks ago. It was, it was a few days after right uh, when the big 10 deal. happened. Right. UC, was when you see, closed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Either way. like, this whoa. is... Whoa! What? Whoa, whoa, hey yo. It seems like a lot of things going
0: on. <laughs> you okay if I block that one, Aaron? Is that all right? How do you post five comments at the same time? That's what I want to know. Good God. It's a good bot program. Man. How come you
1: didn't ask me if I wanted it? Blocked.
0: <laughs> because you're not... You know, you're no Dan Simon. You don't have access to uh, to that stuff. <laughs> um. Yeah. But so so this is flexing on the Pac-12 right now, right?
1: I mean, here's the thing. Like, one, it's essentially. Taking away what some people believed was the Pac-12's advantage. Right, right. Because they were in conversations with the networks and the Big 12 wasn't. And they could get real numbers and the Big 12 was... I don't know what the Big 12 was getting, if anything. Um, but, like, the Big 12 deal doesn't need to be discussed for like over a year it doesn't expire for 18 months so if you don't think or if you don't have some inkling that things are going to be at worst the same and if not better you wouldn't even do this you would not even because like why would you even have those conversations. If you knew that your next deal was gonna be for less, you're like, well, we're just gonna ride this one out for a year and a half. Like they're not gonna have these conversations. I just can't see how they have these conversations with ESPN and Fox and then go, nope, we're gonna now wait a year and a half and take this thing to the open market, knowing that the two partners that we're with now are not going to give us more money than they were going to give us then.
0: Right. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't it know Just how... to be clear. We reached out to Dan Simon. Um, he said it, it, it's been a busy day. Obviously He's got a lot busy. going on. Obviously. And, busy. uh, th- he gave you some, some morsels, some yeah. nuggets of information.
1: I mean, you know, Dan, Dan asked is, is very funny. Dan asked, "What this you know on his new Twitter page?" So if you're if you're not following Dan yet, ju- jump on.
0: At realignment DS, I think yes, I saw was the, the Twitter handle, right?
1: Yeah. Um, he asked, "You know, what does this mean for OU Texas? Does is Fox because Fox you know wouldn't want to let them leave early?" Because it lowers the value of the current deal. Right. ESPN obviously wants them early. So does ESPN pay more money? Does ESPN cover their exit fee and buyout to get them into the SEC faster, knowing that they can spread that money over the life of the new contract, which I'm... Thinking we'll be in the five to seven year range. I don't think we're going to see these super long contracts anymore. No, everybody's
0: looking at the ACC and going, we don't want that.
1: Even the SEC, their deal goes to like 2034. Yeah. So like the Big Ten is literally running circles around everybody doing this deal. And then it's going to come up again in seven years before the SEC's deal even comes up.
0: They're going to essentially double dip on the SEC.
1: So that's what the big 12 should do. Five to seven year deal.
0: Right.
1: Have that come up again. Actually, I would wait and see what the PAC 12 does and then have it do whatever deal that you want to do a year before theirs expires. Um, or maybe you go first because you're more, the, the, the media partners see more value in your properties. But, you know, what is, because I've never, we've talked about this, for how long that I've never ever, ever, ever thought that the the OU in Texas would be in the big 12 in 2025, that they've constantly talked about it, that, you know, we're going to see through that. I've never believed that. And this now seems to be maybe the start of an out for them. Right. To get out in July one of 2024. And you, you know, it makes ESPN happy. You figure out a way to make Fox happy, and I saw an interesting one today from, um, you know Greg Fluger. I guess is his name. He's he's also yeah, a conference realignment expert.
0: He's no Dan Simon.
1: He was talking about how like everybody seems to be making out in this deal except for Fox. What what right. would what do you think Fox would want in this deal? Like the Big Twelve would make out because they're getting a new deal with more money. Oklahoma and Texas make out because they get to leave early and go to the SEC. ESPN right. makes out because they get Oklahoma and Texas early. What do you think Fox would want to allow this to happen?
0: Good question.
1: I I got an idea.
0: Okay, let's hear it.
1: Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Of course. Or something. And yeah. then the Pac 12's debt. So I'm com- you know. I'm just throwing those four out because they're the ones that get talked about the most. So, <clears throat> so, yeah. I I think Brett Yormark is is doing his job, mm-hmm. uh, but I think you know the the yeah, our fa- our, a- our friends on the West Coast, I get a kick out of like the just the non-stop Pac twelve PR campaign that, that goes on, like what was it? So brutal, man. Several several so people. Brutal. And I'll just read one of them because it it, it encapsulates the whole thing. Is like um let me see if I can find it real quick. But our buddy from uh, Wildcat Authority, Jason Shear. He's <laughs> like why Oregon and Washington talking to the Big Ten and the Big 12 opening up his window is good for the Pac-12 from John Canzano. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> every
1: article is like, yeah, this happened, but this is why it's actually good for the Pac-12. It's
0: like no, With a bunch of bullshit information.
1: Right. Like, I mean, I guess we can wrap these all into one thing because they kind of all um, correlate. Like, Brett McMurphy tonight. Washington is the latest Pac-12 school to meet with the Big Ten about its conference. Huskies meeting comes a week after Oregon and Big Ten met in Chicago. Big Ten targeting four Pac-12 schools and Notre Dame. So, like, at what point – here's my thing. Nobody knows – I'm sure the Pac-12 is further along with with numbers, obviously. The Big 12 is just starting this process. But at what point does an Arizona just say, I'm "Screw, Screw this. Like, all of you guys, whether it's Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, whoever, like, you are all, and rightfully so, like, looking out for your best interest, and you have determined your best interest is not in the Pac-12. Right. Well, now I'm going to look out for my best interest. And while the Pac-12 might stay together because the Big Ten might never want those teams, is that a risk you're willing to take right. at what point do does the does the risk just get too too great to where you're like i can't sit around here and wait every year to see if they if they decide to move or if they decide to be you know invited it's not like they're it's not you're essentially being it. held
0: hostage by those. Well,
1: i always love the like and two the uh the, well, you know, the president wasn't there, and the, this was the, what was said with Oregon. Well, the president wasn't there, and the AD wasn't there, and Kevin Warren wasn't there, so it's not a big deal. The fuck it isn't? Somebody from the Big 12 or Big 10 and somebody from your school are having conversations about what right. – Whether it's lawyers, whether it's consultants, maybe they're just swapping information. I don't know.
0: Board of Regents or like
1: – But someone – representing Oregon and Washington and someone from the big 10 are talking together about those teams joining. Right. So it has to be something. It might not be they're joining tomorrow, but it can't just be nothing. And that's the part that cracks me up is like, this stuff just gets like washed off. Like, Oh, it's no big deal. Why would they want to do that? This would never happen.
0: This you is know, the stuff that never leaks.
1: The important people are never aren't even there. Like, okay, keep keep saying it, because if it was never going to happen or it doesn't make sense, then they would not. No one from each party would it be talking, and right. no one from each party would be letting it get out.
0: Right. That's that's what I was getting at. This is the stuff that never gets out. They want it out. People are talking for a reason. Yeah, because
1: Oregon and Washington... That's how this works. Oregon and Washington know that whatever deal they get in the Pac-12 is going to suck. Right. And they're not going to sign anything that ties them to that. So if you're any of those other schools, and you know that Oregon and Washington are not going to sign anything that binds them to that conference why do you want to be in that conference, regardless of the money part of it? Like, this was the thing I laughed about how many months ago, a month ago, when there's, when all those guys would be like, well, nobody wants the Big 12 team, so, like, they, they're stable because nobody wants them. And I'm like, yeah, they're also not fucking dead. Right. <laughs> like, toot your horn about your media market and your brand and everything, but, like, you're... Or die. Like stand on that hill and and die. Whatever.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. Like the only the only thing I will say about the 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 Johns and Howie Mandel, as Aaron called him earlier. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they're trying to save their jobs. Like if the Pac-12 goes away, they're <laughs> kind of screwed. Stuart Mandel is like the lead college football
1: writer. He's not going. He's not losing his job. Well, no, I don't. His is
0: weird. I got. He's from out there. What like he has? He's he's
1: from Cincinnati.
0: Well, but I mean, didn't he gr- yeah. go to one of those schools? No, he, li-
1: he lives outside Palo Alto. Okay,
0: whatever. I'm fairly confident those guys will all be okay because they'll shill for anyone. Yeah, obviously. Exactly.
1: Oh. Well, they're. I mean, shit. They'll write for Oregon in the Big Ten. I'm saying they will shill for
0: anybody. <laughs> they'll be fine. Don't write, write about Oregon State and how dominant the Mountain West is. Like
1: I don't care. Like I think you see in the Big Twelve is in uh, is in fine shape. Whatever. Either. Way, I right. only want this to happen so that these two assholes can just get ratioed to an extent that the sports world has never seen on Twitter. Like they have dug in for months, so hard on this. And for, if it were to happen in, in Oregon and Washington leave or somebody goes, like, it will be absolute appointment viewing to see them just get destroyed. Oh, they will get dumped on
0: left and right.
1: No, it'll, it'll be amazing. Like, the old tweets that will get pulled up will just be insanely funny. And that's all I care about at this point. That would be the only reason that they wouldn't get a job somewhere, right? Is because they have just bad information. Oh, well, that's
0: never stopped people from getting hired in the media <laughs> before. Come yeah, on, you didn't have any information that I hired you. <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, let, it's interesting on a lot of levels. Clearly, something is brewing and bubbling and and bubbling. At a level that, you know, is not typical for this stuff.
1: The Big 12 isn't going to put out a press release today about this 18 months ahead of when they have to. If they don't have some idea that like, yeah, this is in our best interest to to go down this road. Right. For sure. This, This shit doesn't happen on accident. It's a lot of smart people. Except the Johns. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean the Big Twelve is probably like, okay, well, we feel like we're in an advantageous position. We might be able to grab these schools, but we need to show them like legit numbers. Right. Not not projections, not what we think, and not something based off of a consultant. Like, let's get in the room. Sounds like it's gonna happen in the next couple of weeks, like legitimately, like across the table from each other. Big twelve people, Fox people.
0: ESPN big people, Big Twelve people, ESPN people. I okay. doubt the ESPN people and Fox people will be in the same room at the same time. They don't like each other right now.
1: I see. I don't think that that's necessary. Like, they were in the same room for the big the Big Ten deal because Fox was consulting for the Big Ten.
0: ESPN got shut out.
1: Well, that's because they didn't. Because NBC and CBS just wanted to pay more. I don't think there's like an acrimonious like.
0: I think you're wrong there.
1: I don't. I don't see. I don't. I've seen several people say that they don't feel it's that way. This is just about business. Like former Fox guy on on the Twitter was like he's
0: a former Fox guy. Of course, he's going to say that everything's fine. Nothing to see here.
1: I just think I just looked at it as like this is what they were getting offered, and they didn't want that level of content for that price because they're going to be exclusive with the sec and the ACC. So they're not paying <clears throat> 350 to $380 million for like your C level games that we're not going to put on at seven 30, obviously because we're going to put sec games on then.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I think given what they're both trying to accomplish, I don't, I don't think they're exactly like uh passing love letters in class
1: I'm not saying that they're like you know buddy buddy but I'm not I'm not sure that they're like trying to take the other out back and, and whip their you know you know what but right
0: fair uh, you got anything else on this you want to get to the the playoff stuff
1: uh, I think I think I'm good on that I mean it seems like there's something something new every day so we'll see we'll see what tomorrow brings
0: Dan told us on Monday big things were shaken
1: I mean yeah and now everybody knows why George K wasn't at the summit
0: sometimes only the cool kids are invited what can you say right yeah um vote on Friday by the presidents on expanding the playoff uh, it sounds like twelve is pretty much.
1: Are we? Are we like? A, um, are we? Is that a fair? Th- a, a sure look, thing, Aaron, like Aaron, Vote, Aaron. vote happening. Dan Simon's
0: busy, Aaron. <laughs> you can't like we're we're in the middle. We're in the eye of the storm. He's got work to do. It's Dave's job. To communicate with Dan and then you know express what he thinks is happening and when possible we'll have Dan Simon on the show. Right. But tonight, Dan's got a lot going on. Duh. Uh, no, there, there is a vote apparently from the president's on Friday. Okay. I, I thought I heard, the like, vote...
1: there was just like a, a, a whole call and there might be a vote if they it has to be unanimous. So if they don't if feel it's like it's,
0: unanimous, then it automatically triggers.
1: Right. If, I feel like if they don't think it's going to be unanimous, they're not going to have a vote. They're you know. Okay. Uh, but yes, has I also
0: be, had radio all day today. Yeah. So I saw things in like bits and pieces.
1: It has to be unanimous. There's a lot of hoops to jump through from contracts and and all of that stuff, but the main part of it is like. Which is just hilarious to me that the the presidents are now looking at the ADs and conference commissioners, it's like, why are you guys so dumb? Why you know, right. we're gonna take over now and be the adults in the room because they finally someone finally showed them the number that, like, hey, you know, if you only have two years of an expanded playoff before 2026 that gets you 500 million more dollars to split between your conferences. <laughs> and it's it's also very, very funny that the people that... So much that, of this could have been avoided. Oh, all of, all of it. A year ago, all of it. When, when ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips said that they needed to take a holistic view of the sport and... And torpedoed the 12-team playoff that was virtually a done freaking deal. And now comes out today and says, like a lot has changed in the last year. Yeah, no kidding.
0: Your dumbass decision changed everything.
1: And and the same thing with like the the Big Ten. Of course, Kevin Warren doesn't care now. He's got USC and he's but like, yeah, no kidding, Jim. By not doing the playoff, you like turned college football on its head and allowed two teams from California to join the big 10. And now you idiots in the PAC 12 and ACC realized that like, Oh shit. If we don't have an expanded playoff, we're probably not making the playoff for a long time. So we should probably do that. <laughs> like, and these people are getting paid hundreds of thousands, if not millions of millions. dollars to, to do this. And I'm sitting here with you and all of our members being like, yeah, this this wasn't that hard because you were angry, you were upset that, like, and that's right. the fun. The, that's the funniest, what it is. The funniest part about it is it's ego. The, t- the 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 conference that got originally got shanked was for the twelve team playoff. Right. Bob Bolzmi was like, "Yeah, you took up my two highest valued properties, and yet." I'm still all in for this idea that you're also all in for. But the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and their stupid alliance with the ACC screwed it all up, and then the Big Ten goes, yeah, well, we, those two teams, those two conferences screwed up. We're the Big Ten. We'll just go take these other teams. I and mean, It doesn't really matter to us if it's a 4 t- It's just like the SC it doesn't matter to them if it's a four-team, eight-team, 12-team.
0: You know, they'll be fine. I- I really hope at some point there's a book just called "The Alliance" that talks about how bad the alliance screwed over. I mean,
1: are there like enough pa- like? Would it be like a picture, a twelve page picture book? Like the, they did nothing.
0: The, uh, <laughs> the alliance did nothing. Fair.
1: It did have its one year anniversary the other day, which I which I thought
0: was very funny. Yeah, but what was I mean, that? like, I'm sorry, I, got, I just got a text.
1: The alliance had their one year anniversary the other. Oh day. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Great work, guys.
1: I mean, if the presidents are getting invo- if the presidents are getting involved, it's hard for me to like. Are they going to all this? A- like, apparently they've been meeting for months. So, if they're they've been meeting for months and they're now involved to the point of possibly having a vote this Friday, are they just all of a sudden going to go? Nope, we're going to stick out through twenty twenty six. I mean, that would be the, a very college football thing of them to do. Yeah. Is to meet and discuss and say that they're angry, like that they're taking control over from the commissioners and blah blah blah, and then just do the same thing that their crappy commissioners did a year ago.
0: Right. That would be the chef's kiss. Yeah. On, on their stupidity. because some,
1: someone couldn't agree because like, like if you're if, here's the thing too, like you know, you got Mike, oh Mikey's gonna be in there talking about or whoever is going to be talking about like oh we need automatic bids and that's the thing is like there is no leader in these in these situations to go everybody's not going to get exactly what they want but this is the best thing for the greater good of of everybody right because you're gonna i mean you you run the risk of the same situation like the pac-12 being like well we don't want at largest because we'll never make it if there's not an automatic bid and one vote like screws the whole thing up and so it's like part of you is like they can't possibly screw this up again then the other part of you is like yeah absolutely they can
0: they absolutely can we've seen this done so many times it's just the the hilarity of it to me i keep reading this book waiting for a, a better ending Keep getting the same ending. The hilarious of it to me is just
1: the fact that, like, we're just in it, like, so, the light bulb is just now, relative to turn just now gone off. That, like, you mean to tell me we can make like a lot more money if we expand the playoff? Like, huh? Two years.
0: Where, two. where are the two, remember the two Guinness guys? Brilliant. yeah. <laughs> like, where are they at?
1: Like, two years of an expanded playoff is worth five hundred million dollars, and they're maybe, and they might not do it.
0: <laughs> why? Why? They're so transparent in realignment about it being about the money. Oh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's uh, something like expanding the playoff. Well, it's not about the money per se. I
1: mean, think about in twenty twenty six when they do a new deal and like every network could bid on elements of it if it expands, right? So it's twelve teams, and
0: we get ES- this network gets the Pac twelve game. This and network ES- gets what ESPN yeah.
1: gets like first rounders one year, and then they get a yeah. the championship, the actual championship, and this net every three years, and Fox gets. The semi-finals and how much money that is working? what uh
0: what what's true tv get
1: uh this isn't college basketball they don't get shit
0: oh you're gonna op- be so mad this isn't if operated
1: you, by the ncaa if you, gotta,
0: if you gotta find true tv uh <laughs> to watch like the 16 versus one game
1: 60 versus one dude there's national championships on not Maybe not true, but they've been on TNT on and TBS. Yeah, on Turner. Like, yeah. no, nah, this, this, ain't, this ain't that, man. This is like big money. <laughs> <laughs> NCAA is not doing this deal. Tur- Turner's got some money. Yeah, they ain't got Fox, CBS, NBC money. <laughs> yeah, they, You're right. You're right. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about like doing the NFL model where you have basically all of the major networks get a portion of it. You know how much they're going to... How much are they going to freaking bid to host the national champion, to, to get the national championship?
0: Right. A lot. A lot. And,
1: a lot. They're, and they're more willing to, like, that's the other thing is, like, there's no cross promotion right now. Fox has, right. Fox has no incentive to talk about the playoff.
0: Nope. Why would they?
1: And that kills the sport. Like, could you imagine, like, the NFL – like NBC or CBS doesn't talk ever about the N- N- NFC about the NFC or the NFC playoffs and like yeah. like like it's such a messed up system, such a messed up system.
0: It's because and I'm sure there's too there's many. Think, I'm sure too there's many elements chiefs, not that, enough Indians. David. I'm
1: sure there's elements that we you know we don't get and we're not thinking about and all. Well, it's clubs. because
0: no, it, the element is easy. They've held on to a system. That was created 75 years ago and has changed drastically but they've held to like the way that it was structured not being touched because what ultimately what is the bowl system and the, and the championship stuff all about doing whatever is possible to keep the ncaa's hands out of it and keep all the money going to the conferences that's yeah. why right Right. That's it. Well, it's not that it, hard to figure at
1: out what at what point if this stuff keeps going on and make and they don't do something. At what point does Greg Sankey just go? We're just fuck you guys. We're gonna keep it at four. Yeah, we have or, the power. We have the power to do that. You don't like it? Tough shit. We're keeping it at four.
0: Or we're going to twenty, and we're gonna hold our own championship. And everybody else can kiss our ass.
1: And then the Big Ten will go to twenty, and maybe we play each other. Maybe we don't. Maybe maybe we just
0: go back. Let the voters decide. Old
1: days when you had AP and 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 coaches. We'll let the the voters pick. You want the
0: Big Ten champion or the SEC champion?
1: So yeah but jim jim Phillips being like well after 365 days i feel like you know
0: a lot has changed Dave. a lot
1: has changed yeah, yeah. you're, you're yeah. damn right jim it sure it's has your
0: fault you dumbass <laughs> a lot changed because you're an idiot
1: like and i'm not i don't i'm not gonna say that if they agreed to an expanded playoff that usc and ucla don't leave i don't know how much that it changes a lot, though. Yeah, but as I'm saying, I don't know how much it necessarily
0: changes their pecs. Maybe, maybe they make less money, but they have immediate access sure. every year to be the champion.
1: And you can realistically say, like, okay, if it's 12 teams, like, we got a good shot to get two teams, maybe.
0: Right. Most, most years. Right. I don't know. You got anything else? Oh. Oh.
1: Tonk coming, Tonk! In, Tonk coming in, coming super late. To dock him some some points for that, but en- enjoy Arkansas. Hope there's a lot. I was of... gonna be
0: mad at him for missing the hundredth episode of the BBP, Uh, but his dog wasn't good. His dog, he had to take his dog to the the vet the emergency oh, vet. He's okay now. Everything's good. <laughs> oh, Everything's okay, fine. Good. But in the moment, like that sucks. I get it. So I didn't yell at him. Um, hey, we're at uh, forget one hundred for the BBP.
1: we three hundred
0: and forty-four episodes of this podcast.
1: God, people have listened to
0: us that much. I feel bad. Three hundred and forty-four episodes of this podcast. Six more episodes, and we're at three fifty.
1: Well, starting Sunday morning. 9 30. We're gonna be at episode, episode one, one of the oh. bear of the bear brunch.
0: That, that did Very,
1: you, what's that?
0: High level discussions are uh are happening behind the scene with Taylor. I don't know if Taylor's still here, uh working on <laughs> the 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 edit, the logo. Um tree fitty. We we're almost at Tree Fitty. Of this stupid podcast, <laughs> I think for episode 350 we should have you and just you and Dan Simon host the show.
1: That that could be difficult.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure how that would work. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not the most technically savvy person but that could be a bit of a challenge
0: are you saying you and dan simon have never been seen in the same place at the same time
1: i mean dan joe threw up a picture of dan simon from Destin, florida today on the twitter you got
0: you were there at the same place at the same time i just don't know if anybody saw you i was also together
1: uh, i was also in Destin, florida at some point this summer
0: I mean we know you and Dan Simon were at the realignment summit. We we talked to both of you about driving Correct. there.
1: But yeah, but yeah. You know, I was up there to play golf with a buddy. He was up there to be on a the yacht, yacht rubbing talk, elbows. And talk realignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah. that is um We'll see where, where this takes us with Dan. He seems to have been, ironically, on on some info.
0: Unironically in on some info.
1: Which only, you know, helps support our our thought that anyone can be a conference realignment expert.
0: <laughs> that, that, like, that's just the beauty of all
1: of if this. If you say things enough times, eventually you'll be right. <laughs> he only said things one
0: time. Well, he's batting hundred. He should probably bat a thousand. He should probably retire. <laughs> he showed up one time and, and said some things. And then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose two days later. Oh.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Sunday morning, not, I think 9.30 to 11. May go shorter. will never go longer. I want this to be specific time. Everybody can... You know, get it programmed into their head if they want to join live. Um, you know, we're going to wrap up the game of the week, and then uh, this week probably going to have a lot of general college football talk about a lot what of a
0: huge week.
1: A lot now of now the thing
0: is, this week Aaron's not going to be here. Okay, because he's going to be returning home from Arkansas. Correct. So I'm probably just going to like start it sure and then you're on your own that's fine okay as long as we're good there
1: i know what to do as long as i have the i got the controls now
0: yeah you've got the controls you have the controls right now don't
1: you i do okay there uh you go. But yeah lots you of l jefe lots of games to to talk about and uh we'll get a little bit into you know bearcats and the pros Guys yeah. that made teams, guys that are starting, guys that might be starting.
0: I wanted to get to that tonight, but I.
1: Soon. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. I think there's a pretty empty space for this. And, you know, I think it's going to be different than our other podcast. This one will be pretty much the same thing every week. Right. As far as segments, layout, you know, you know, Especially our mine and yours podcast literally just kind of goes wherever the hell it goes. We we have you'll probably be
0: more structured than this. We just
1: that's not saying anything. We very, very rarely have any sort of idea outside of five minutes before this starts what we're
0: going to talk about. Here's what we do on this podcast. You and I talk a lot. Like we have 30, 40 minute phone conversations on any random day. This podcast is just hitting record on those conversations. Correct. That's that's what this show is. It's different. Steven says, honestly, I'd prefer a Yule log of Dan Simon sitting in front of a fireplace, sipping a bourbon, and smoking a cigar for a couple hours this holiday. Big Twelve flag in the background. <laughs> You're not a bourbon guy.
1: I'm not. That I don't. Ten might be.
0: Have you like? Have you had like? Drinks with Dan—is he a bourbon guy?
1: He seems like more of a uh, a nice wine guy to me.
0: He does like a red, like a like yeah, a, a like full bodied red.
1: A good one though, like yeah,
0: like yeah, full bodied, rich. It tastes like mahogany. Maybe <laughs> it better not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chances the keg of nails ever comes back? I mean, I won't. Right I won't, say, I won't say
1: zero, but like zero.
0: Zero point three, yeah. They're never getting out of that the 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 out of conference game with Kentucky.
1: They have no incentive to play. They have UC. no
0: incentive to play Cincinnati. None. None. Yeah. All right. I think I, I think I'm good. You good?
1: Yeah, I think so. We have we missed anything on the on the Twitter while we were talking that matters? I haven't been looking. Um. But I figured Aaron would be chiming in if we did. So then I guess we have it. Timmy Trumpet played the Trumpet live at your
0: uh, your Mets game.
1: Well he was but supposed to play last night if they won, or if Edwin Diaz came out and they lost four to three. That's that's the only thing baseball I'm gonna say because I know how quickly you hate baseball and yet are not afraid to totally go full full on baseball. Did they, they did they win tonight? I don't know the answer to that no, they I did. Know. Two, two to one. Just know he played the uh the trumpet. And then I'll definitely be checking that out on the That's, twi- on the Twitter. tied to the Bearcats though, as as
0: you know, Timmy Trumpet and all of that.
1: Who is oh look at look at conference realignment expert Dan Simon. What a what a what a hunk. I just I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> Let, just I just need you to read John Cowett's uh comment below.
1: What is it? I can't is read it. Is that
0: Dave Simone with a hat on?
1: I mean, there's some uh, some allegations that I'm not sure Dan would be uh, thrilled about.
0: <laughs> uh, Jason Cooper says the Johns have 18 tweets about Washington leaving is good for the Pac-12. Yeah.
1: I don't doubt it. Oh. I don't doubt it.
0: The Crib Keeper says, great show tonight. Bearcats by four Saturday. I hope...
1: Hey, I like where your head's at, Crip Keeper.
0: I'm with you. All right, that's going to wrap it up. He's Dave Simone. I'm Chad Brendel. We'll see you Saturday. If you're not in Fayetteville, you better be at the banks. Holy Grail, 3.30, Bearcats, Razorbacks, Pig Roast. We'll see you next week to discuss. The BCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on bearcatjournal.com.